Hello and welcome back to another episode of Digs and Distance Football Podcast. Um, if anybody comes on uh, while I'm recording this live, please let me know if it's coming through alright this time. I know we had an issue last time, so um, either give me a thumbs up or comment um, if you hear it. Uh, and it's coming through all right, please. So anyway, I'm going to give uh, Colton and Noah a call. And we're going to start with our pick segment uh, this week. Um, and then I'll go into more talk about games. And also a little bit about the Arkansas Razorbacks and the coach they hired um, as well after that. So uh, anyway, we're going to get them on the phone and we'll do our pick segment. Hey, Colton. How's it going? It's going. Good. All right, so um, I'm also going to get Noah on the phone quick. I'm going to have you both on the call um, and try it that way. Hey, Noah. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, awesome. All right. You guys both there? Yep. Okay, awesome. And Noah, you can still hear? Yes, I can. Okay, I got you both on the phone this time. So, uh, after Noah's big week last week, uh, having a five-point week, uh, Noah now is 15 for the picks. Colton has 14. And I set at 11 going into this week. So Noah all of a sudden has the lead. Um, first game this week, uh, Texans at Titans. Titans are favored by three points. Uh, let's start with Noah on this one. Uh, the Titans are favored by three? Yes. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna pick the uh, Texans on this one just to cover. Um, yeah, I know they. Beat, I mean, they beat the Patriots um, just a couple games ago. I think. I mean, I, I mean they're very in, inconsistent. They won against the Patriots and then lost. I think against a fairly easy team. But um, I'm just gonna pick the Texans to cover and hope that they win. Okay, sounds good. I'll go next on this one. I am going to go with the Titans to cover. Um, they are fighting for possibly a playoff spot uh, in the AFC, so I'm going to go with the Titans to cover. How about you, Colton? I am also going with the Titans. The Titans are having a very, very good season, actually. Um, they're doing pretty well with their backup quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, I think it is. Yep. They're six and, I believe it's six and one with him starting, which was very good considering how he did last year with the Dolphins, I think he was with. I can't remember what team he was on last year. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Next, we got the Seahawks at Panthers. (laughs) 
Uh, Seahawks are favored by six points on the road. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle to cover on the road. Um, they're, as we all know, they have a pretty solid team. Um, Carolina's had its own inconsistencies, so I'm going to go with Seattle to cover on the road. How many points are they favored to win by again? Six. Okay, yeah, I'll, I will pick the same. I'm going to pick Seahawks to cover. Okay, Colton? I'm also taking the Seahawks to cover, too. Okay, so across the board, we're all going with Seattle on that to cover. Um, next we got Packers at the Bears. Packers are favored by four and a half points. Um, I am gonna, I've been going back and forth on this one, but I'm actually gonna go with the Bears by one, uh, and an upset for double the points. Isn't it, uh, Bears at Packers? Yes. I, yeah, I think you guys are right. I just had it written down wrong. Thank you for that. But, yeah, it's at the Packers. I just wrote it down wrong. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, they're what, favored by four, the Packers. Four and a half. Yes. Four and a half. Yeah, I'll take the Packers to cover. Okay. And Colton. I am also going to take the Packers to cover. The Packers are going to win. The Packers will also beat the Vikings next week. I'm not oh. sure about that. <laughs> We will see, but I don't think that'll happen. Okay, and then we're also going to go with four points, or four games this week, just like last week. Um, And then we got the Vikings at the Chargers. Vikings are favored by one and a half on the road. I am going to go with the Vikings to cover. Um, I know the Chargers... Uh, are playing pretty good football right now, despite their record. I know some people have even said they're the best. I think they have five wins, if I remember right. They're the best five win at this point in the season, five win team they've ever seen. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I know they've got some talent, but I'm going to go with the Vikings to get it done and cover. How about you, Colton? I'm going to take the Vikings to cover on this game, even though I might think that the Chargers might win, because they got everybody healthy for the first time, and they also lost by 40 last week. Right. Yep. How about you, Noah? Um, You know, uh, that's a tough one. I, at first going into it, I thought I was just going to pick Vikings easily, but I'm looking at the Chargers kind of stats and stuff like that. I'm actually thinking about taking them as the underdog. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for two. I'm going to say Chargers are going to upset the Vikings by at least one point. Okay. It might not uh, end up going in my uh, going my way, but I'll um, I'll just go for it. Well, you're winning now, so you got a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Can I change my pick? What's that? Can I change my pick? Uh if you really want to, yeah, I guess. Well, I'm okay with it. Let's make sure Noah's okay with it too. I mean, obviously, no games have been played yet, but I'm okay with it as long as Noah is. 
I sure, yeah, I'll I'm I'm fine with that. I'll take the Chargers just to cover. Just to cover, okay. So yeah. you're ch- changing it, okay. I'll make note of that. You guys, any, either of you guys have anything else to add about any games last week or anything else before I let you guys go and continue? No, I don't think so. I don't have anything to add. All right. Well, thanks again, guys, as always. And uh, let's see how these games turn out this week. So it would be nice if I could catch up a little bit of ground now. But uh, like Noah did, but we'll see what happens. You can, you can. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks again, guys. Have a good night. Yep, you too. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. So there is our NFL pick segment. Um, as I mentioned, uh, just because the Razorbacks are my second favorite college team, uh, and they finally hired a new coach after almost a month of searching. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. They hired Sam Pittman, who was the offensive line coach for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, The offensive lines, well, first off, let me say uh, that he's widely considered one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. Uh, Even when he was at Arkansas previously, when he was the offensive line coach, when Brett Bielema was here. Uh, it was night and day difference between the offensive line when he was there and then when he left uh, for Georgia. Uh, it was a night and day difference how many sacks they gave up and all that. So I'm excited to have Pittman back in Arkansas. Uh, I think it's a very good hire. I know he doesn't have head coaching experience D1 level, um, only at smaller schools before he became a line coach and all that, but I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm hoping he can get us back to at least being decent again. Uh, at least with Bielema, they had a couple of years where they won six, seven games, were in bowl games, um, and then it fell off after that, his last year, and then also under Chad Morris and now winning a single conference game in two years. Uh, considering Arkansas's tradition and history and the team they were in the past, it's pretty sad to see them have fallen so far. Uh, but I'm excited about this hire. Uh, I think he's a great recruiter from what I've heard. I think the O-line will be much better. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, with that note, um, he already got one four-star recruit for next year to stay. Um, he had in entered his name into the transfer portal. And um, once he heard the press conference and he officially got introduced, he decided to stay. Also, Nick Starkle, uh, one of the five quarterbacks that he used last year, uh, is going to end his college career at Arkansas and sounds like he wants to pursue either a professional career or some career in football, whatever level that may be at. Uh, So he's leaving. I don't think it's a huge loss. Uh, That quarterback play was so inconsistent last year that I'm not too worried about it. Uh, But we'll see what uh, 
they can do next year. They've got a couple of young quarterbacks, I think, have some promise, uh, especially K.J. Jefferson. Uh, he didn't look the best like most of their quarterbacks when he did play, but I think there's a lot of potential there, and he was only a freshman. So he's got a lot of room to grow. Um, also, they hired uh, Barry Odom from Missouri to come in as defensive coordinator. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Missouri had one of the best defenses in the country as far as yards given up. Uh, so I'm excited about and points given up. So they had a very stout defense. Um, so I'm excited. You know, he's already been in the SEC. I'm hired, or excited about that hire. That was the thing about Pittman. I was saying when they hired him, you know, I think they'll be a lot better. Um, I'm obviously not expecting too much year one because this is a team that's won four games in two years and not a single SEC game. So I'm excited for the future, but obviously I'm not expecting too much year one, but I do expect them to compete a lot more than they did the last two years and be a lot tougher team. Uh, so anyway, and that was the thing I was saying was how well-respected he is and how well-liked he is. I was saying, you know, as long as he gets some good coordinators, which I didn't think would be a problem, uh, I think he'll have success at Arkansas. So uh, Barry Odom, I was excited about that. Uh, and then he also got Brad Davis uh, to be D-line coach. Um, who was also from Missouri. So he hired two guys from Missouri, both SEC experience. Um, Davis, um, I think, obviously, that Pittman will be involved some with the line because that's obviously what he's known for several years. So I expect him to be heavily involved with the line, but also as a head coach, you have to be involved with the whole team. So obviously, I think, Davis being the line coach will have a lot of responsibility himself, but I also think um, that Pittman will have something to say in that as well. Um, and also, the other thing about Pittman, um, he also had uh, Frank Ragnow, of course, was a guy he had at Arkansas before who went on to the NFL and was very good. Travis Swanson, another guy who played at Arkansas that went on to the NFL. Um, and Denver Kirkland, another guy, Dan Skipper, and Sebastian Tritolta, or Tritola. So that's five guys right there. He's coached that all got drafted in the NFL. Uh, so like I said, I expect him to make the O-line a lot tougher and get Arkansas at least to being, at least back to being somewhat decent. Uh, even, obviously, I'm not expecting them to compete in a highly competitive SEC anytime soon. But even getting back to six, seven wins like they were under Bielema would be still a huge step in the right direction for this program and how far they've fallen off. Um, the last few years, so. And with Georgia, uh, while he was there, uh, Pittman won an SEC title, three division titles, and almost a national championship. Two of the three last years, or two of the, 
last three years, Pittman has been a top five recruiter nationally, according to 24-7 Sports. And now, of course, as I was saying, he's at the back at the University of Arkansas. Um, we won't know until we see him in action, but like I said, I expect him to do well. Um, also, he's not as rah-rah or anything like that as P.J. Fleck. Uh, he's a little calmer guy. Um, with that said, I was looking up when he was mic'd up for the spring game at Georgia, and he definitely has a fire to him when he wants to. Uh, there is that. It's just in general he's a little more soft-spoken, not as excitable as P.J. Fleck. With that said, and as I heard on a couple of Grazerback podcasts, he's not necessarily the coach they originally wanted, but he very well might be the coach the Razorbacks need. And I definitely agree with that. I don't think he was their first choice by any stretch. With that said, he's got a lot of respect. His former players wrote a letter recommending him that they hire him. Um, so he's come very well respected. The players love him. They ran through a brick wall for him, etc. And uh, I think he's going to turn this team into a lot tougher and at least com- start competing in some games. Um, so again, I like the hire a lot. And again, as I was just saying, he's not the guy they originally had in mind by any means, I don't think, but he might very well be the guy they need. In other words, the Coleman guy, uh, the guy who gets them heading back right in, in the right direction, gets them to be a lot tougher than they were. And he's got a lot of work cut out for him year one. Uh, they, I think, are ranked 96 currently for the 2020 recruiting class. Not good at all. Uh, Chad Morris's recruiting class for next year is ranked terribly. Um, there is one four-star recruit, like I said, he kept, but there's not very many of them, obviously, when you're ranked that low nationally. So I'm hoping with the very little time he has that he can get a few guys in the early signing period to commit. Um, but anyway, again, you've heard what I think about that. Uh, so I'm excited and I, I'm excited to see what he does next year. It's also been on my bucket list for a long time and it's my plan. I'm hoping I can make it work, but it's on my plan of things to do next year to make it to my first Razorback game. So, uh, I'm excited to see what will happen next year. Uh, anyway, back to the NFL before I wrap up for the night. Uh, Vikings last week won 20-7 to against Detroit. Uh, kind of the game I expected. I expected them to win by double digits, be in control most of the game. Didn't expect necessarily a blowout. You know, I expected them to get a lead, eat clock. Uh, not necessarily be the most exciting game ever, and that's what this game was. You know, it wasn't the most exciting game to watch by any means, but they did what they needed to to get the win and come out with nine wins going into the Chargers game. Uh, So they took care of business. Like I said, it was kind of what I expected. Not a super exciting game, but doing what you need to to get a win. Um, And then uh, Cousins was 24 of 30 for 242 yards and a touchdown in the game. Uh, Cook had 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The running game wasn't as strong as it has been a lot of weeks. 
<coughs> but again, we didn't need it to to be get the win either. Uh, also, the big news of the week, Adam Thielen is off the injured list. He's returning for the Chargers game. I'm excited to see what he'll do in his return. Uh, Diggs has picked up a lot of the slack. Uh, Treadwell has got going a little bit uh, with a few catches. Um, also, uh, B.C. Johnson's impressed me as a guy who was only a seventh-round draft pick. So the receivers have stepped up with Thielen out, but when you have both Thielen and Diggs healthy, uh, it's quite the duo. Um, in my opinion, they very well could be the best duo in the league, um, or best one-two punch in the league. Uh, I don't... They're right up there anyway. Um, Diggs can beat you deep. Thielen is a great route runner, great hands. Uh, they So they both serve their purpose, but when you have both of those guys healthy, it helps your offense immensely. So... Um, I think I covered most of what I want to for this week. Um, I'm not for sure what day I'll do the podcast next week, as most people who've listened have seen. Uh, it's kind of all over the place, depending on if I have guests on and how the week goes and stuff. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the Viking Charger game. Uh, it got flexed down. Uh, it was supposed to be a Sunday night game originally, um, and they flexed us to the 325 game. Uh, so it's an earlier game than what it was supposed to be, but that's what happens when the NFL changed that rule a few years ago and started allowing flexing, where uh, if one game is supposed to be better than others or if they have a couple teams in the playoff hunt, etc., they can put them in prime time where they might get a better TV audience and then flex a different game out. So, anyway, that's what happened with the Vikings, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Phillip Rivers I, is one quarterback I've always really liked, uh, future Hall of Famer in my opinion. I know some people say he's not there, but if you look at his stats, it would be awfully hard not to put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so I think he is a future Hall of Famer. I know the Vikings have actually had pretty good success against him in the past, and he's never looked great against us. Uh, as much as I like Rivers, I am hoping that continues, obviously, because I'm a Viking fan, not a Chargers fan, even though I like him. So anyway, I think I'm going to sign off for the night. Thanks, as always, to anybody who watched on Facebook Live or listened on Anchor or will listen. I appreciate all of you. Uh, have a great night. God bless. Thanks again.